This Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and in this edition, we focus on coaching, more specifically, the Department of the Air Force Coaching Program, which OSI has recently participated in for the first time. And here to discuss this DAF initiative, I'm pleased to be joined by Ms. Melissa Pagar, Civilian Force Development Specialist at Headquarters Air Force, Ms. Lori Surgener, Chief for the Civilian Force Development Division, Headquarters Air Education and Training Command, and Mr. Ken Salinger, the Director of OSI Organizational Development. Folks, welcome all of you to the program. So great to have you with us today. Thank you, Wayne. Now, Melissa, let's now, uh, Melissa, let's uh, with you, if we can, uh, for our listeners uh, who may not be familiar with coaching in the context of the uh, military, what is it and how does it fit into the Department of the Air Force? Mm-hmm. Well, coaching is a tool, really. Um, what it does is it empowers people to reach their maximum potential, both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it, it actually adheres to the premise that a client or the person who's being coached is really a whole person who is capable of coming up with their own goals or solutions and paths forward and um, courses of action, if you will. Right. And yeah, and a, a formal coaching session really requires a certified coach who has hours of training, um, a, accredited training, really, um, coach training under their belts, and of course, the client. Um, there are several coaching methods that one can use. However, for us, the Department of Defense, we decided to use what is called the GROW model. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in, in a nutshell, that's some that's sort of like um, a scaffolding for any coaching session. And without getting into too much detail, GROW stands for goal, reality, um, opportunities, or obstacles. That That's the O. And then the W is way forward. And so what happens is the coach and the client work through this together during a formal coaching session. And um, just as an aside, a formal coaching session is anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Um, most of the time it takes place every couple of weeks over a period of of months. Um, Another important hallmark of coaching is that the coach engages in active listening and asks a lot of um, what we call powerful questions in order to, um, well, I guess I'm just going to say it again, in order to empower the client to come up with their own solutions and courses of action, like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um, another aspect of coaching outside of the formal coaching sessions that I just mentioned is that um, is is that there is what we call um, or what many refer to as embodying a coaching mindset or a coaching philosophy. So, in other words, uh, leaders can use their coaching skills as they engage with uh, their subordinates, their direct reports, their peers, um, even their supervisors and managers. Um, And so what does coaching skills entail? Um, They entail asking open-ended questions, um, refraining from giving the answer to a problem. A lot of times people like to give the answer instead of having the person that they're, they're speaking with to come up with their own, um, their own solutions. Right. Um, (laughs) And another thing too, is uh, as if you are employing or using these uh, coaching skills, a lot of times people want to give advice, but, as you're using these coaching skills, you want to actually refrain from giving advice and you want to encourage that two-way conversation. Um, 
and then I guess to answer your, your other, the second part of your question, how does it fit into the Department of Air Force? Uh, what I just mentioned about the coaching skills and leaders, I think is a prime example. So leaders who use coaching skills in their everyday interactions, um, they instill that sense of trust in their relationships and that allows them to give candid feedback in a very healthy environment. And yeah, and, and since we've begun offering formal coaching and tracking metrics, we've noticed a crease, uh, an increase in retention, an increase in uh, mission readiness, uh, and an increase in resiliency. And of course, all of these are critical and vital for the success of the Department of the Air Force. Well, it all sounds like a win-win uh, for all concerned, uh, Melissa. I'm, uh, I'm, is it fair to say that uh, that's, that's pretty accurate? It's a, it's a win all the way around when it's done correctly. Absolutely. Yes. Very good. Now, Lori, let's move on to you if we can. Uh, in an Air Force News Service release, uh, Air Force Director of Force Development, Mr. Russell Fries, hope I pronounced his last name correctly, uh, said that many efforts are underway to establish a coaching culture and that it differs from mentoring. Now, the question is, what are some of those coaching efforts and uh, how do they differ from mentoring? Yeah, a uh, great question, uh, Wayne, and thank you for, for having us uh, on this morning. And I'd like to start with the second portion of that question where we talk about, you know, how these efforts differ from mentoring. And I think the, the, the first thing we need to understand is, is what are the differences between coaching and mentoring? And I think the best way to start with that is, uh, you know, defining mentoring and coaching. Right. Um, you know, with mentoring, it's, it's more of an advisory tool, right? Uh, It's a relationship in which an individual that has greater wisdom and experience can guide other people uh, that are working towards further developing themselves both personally and professionally. Um, And with coaching, it's more of an empowerment tool. Um, And you partner with individuals in in what Melissa had referred to as thought-provoking questions with the creative process, and it inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. So what does that all mean? I like to to give a a visual on that, if I can, and articulate a visual. If you look at mentoring as the mentor pours what they know into the mentee, um, and provides them advice and guidance, where in a coach, a coach pulls all of that out of the client or the coachee. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe as coaches that the our clients or the coachees, they already have all the answers. It's just a matter of uh, helping them through the process of identifying um, you know, different perspectives and how to look at things. And so understanding uh, mentoring and coaching that way really helps us when we go to talk about, okay, what are some of those coaching efforts that, that we're working on in the Air Force? Mm-hmm. And there are four major lines of effort, Wayne, uh, that the Air Force is focused on. And, and that's external coaching. Um, and that's basically coaching services that are provided to Air Force folks uh, that allows them to have a coach and help them work through some things. Um, it could be something as simple as uh, someone needing a little bit more work on their organizational skills. Right. Um, maybe they maybe that impedes on how they keep up with their calendars or whatever the case may be. So a coach will help them work through that um, and, you know, help them come up with an action plan on their own. Um, and then hold them accountable to that action plan so that they can start seeing progress and moving forward uh, and being more effective in their day. 
So that's one that's one example. Um, and part of the coaching services that that are provided uh, can be through many, many vectors, many, many venues. Better up is one. Um, Better Up is a uh, is globally known. Um, they have about sixty five thousand coaches. We currently are business partners with them, and they provide uh, various um, coaching services to our wing and squadron leaders. Uh, we also have our Flatter Inc. Um, they also provide executive coaching as well as Better Up to our senior leaders. Um, and then we also have the Treasury Executive Institute. Uh, that provides coaching for our GS 14s and 15s mm-hmm. um, and our most senior leaders at the SES uh, and uh, general levels. So those are the folks that can provide us services. And then, of course, we have our cadre, our Air Force cadre, uh, that uh, provides can provide coaching services uh, if someone says, hey, I'd like to apply to have a coach. That's all done through a process here at AETC, and then we match them with a coach. Uh, and then they can get uh, services that way as well. And then we have our internal coaching, uh, which is our Flatter Inc. Again, provides a what we call a coaching culture facilitator course. That's for folks who want to become a coach. Um, and then we also have what we call targeted integration of coaching skills. That's another line of effort. Uh, that's just making sure that uh, we have coaching skills and objectives within force development in our education and training programs. So where can we embed coach-like skills uh, in our courses that we already have? And then we also have uh, messaging metrics and framework. And what does that mean? Well, that that incorporates our communications plan. How are we gonna tell the world about this? Uh, Our strategy plan, how are we moving forward with this and how can we expand? Uh, And then we also have our Air Force handbook that's going to uh, delineate some of the things about coaching. Um, And then we also uh, have our metrics that as Melissa mentioned early on, uh, that we're working on. That way we can talk about how coaching is impacting what we're doing with with our total force airmen, how are we retaining them or more right. yet, how are we attracting them and retaining them? Right. right. Uh, and then that's all going to hopefully be housed on my vector, which is a platform that, that is currently holding mentoring. Um, and we want to do the same for coaching. And we're hoping by the beginning of 2023, we'll already be on that. So just real quick, uh, you know, the main differences between mentor and coach is that, with a mentor, the mentor is going to talk more. The coach is going to talk less. Well, it's, the mentor is going to I was going to say, yeah. Lori, it, it certainly sounds yeah. like you have something for everybody. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, if I can, I'd like to move on to Ken, if I can. Uh, sure, uh, absolutely. Sir, uh, all great information, and, and, and that's uh, really great food for thought. Now, uh, Ken, earlier this year, you and a handful of your OSI teammates completed the newly created uh, Department of the Air Force Coaching Cultures Facilitator course that uh, Lori uh, touched on briefly. Uh, now, how do you envision that curriculum benefiting the command as more OSI teammates of yours attended? Yeah, great. Thank you so much. And I would certainly uh, publicly, too, certainly want to thank uh, both uh, Melissa and Lori. Uh, we began our own conversation with Melissa and Lori about a year ago, and and they have been great uh in helping the command move forward in such an important uh, aspect of our lives, really our professional and personal lives sure. and moving forward. And, uh, and they, they brought us on board as partners uh, within the department of the air force. And to get to your question, I, I will go back. OSI has been in a form, somewhat of a formal role of the coaching skill set since 2003, using the grow model internally for our field leaders 
transitioning to leadership positions through our Leadership Challenge Forum. We've been teaching and developing in the GROW model for quite some time. However, we had really struggled over time in getting and gaining traction uh, as a culture um, mm-hmm. in a coaching culture. Very, very difficult in terms of that. And a lot of it just has to do with the transitory nature, I think, of the military and uh, the command. And then as Lori and Melissa began standing this up for the chief of staff and the secretary and for the Department of Defense, I will say, too, and the Air Force, and they've been so gracious with bringing us on board to help us move forward for ourselves and the command. The We had the opportunity for our OD staff and also one of our members from the force development staff to go through the cohort uh, a few months ago that uh, that we were able to partake in. And, right. And this the curriculum itself at least we have a a not only is it rigorous it's focused with everything that both melissa and Lori just talked about in terms of you know what is mentoring versus what is coaching how can we help our 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 folks uh in the military and the department of the air force move towards resolving important situations so that they can critical think that that's what this is it really is and and so i so the curriculum for us is going to help us align uh, better and right. support support the Department of the Air Force in our role, and also bring some things to the table that uh, where we can help be become you know better partners with with the efforts of uh, Lori and Melissa and her her entire team. Right. So right. this curriculum will help mainstream that, and also for our command uh, members where they realize, oh, this is just not this internal thing, you know, air quote yeah, thing yeah. that OSI is trying to do. This is important. That is an industry standard that is, is proven and uh, over time. And sure. uh, so that's what it's going to help us bring. Very, very good. Now, uh, getting back to you, Melissa, for a second, uh, for those listening who might want to become part of the uh, coaching cadre, which was uh, briefly mentioned earlier in our program uh, to get with that coaching cadre within the air force, how does one become a coach? Hmm. Yes, thank you for that, Wayne. Um, there are uh, a few options available to us. Um, I know Lori mentioned the Coaching Culture Facilitator course, and as did Ken, and that's the course that uh, Ken just completed here a couple of months ago, maybe probably six months now. But um, So that's our, our DAF course, the Coaching Culture Facilitator course, and it is actually accredited by the International Coaching Federation, um, which we refer to as ICF. And ICF is really a credentialing body that um, is considered the gold standard across the industry. So we're very fortunate to have that accreditation um, or that, uh, yeah, that accreditation Mm -hmm. um, that it, that goes along with that course. Um, And so that course is offered twice a year to targeted populations. So for example, our current course um, that is running right now, it includes GS-14s, chief master sergeants, and lieutenant colonels. Um, however, in the past, we've had GS-12 supervisors, we've had GS-13s, uh, uh, master sergeants, captains. Um, we've also had chaplains be part of our, our um, cadre or our cohort, um, along with other populations. And so it changes with each course so that we are able to um, target um, different populations across the air force. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And so that's, that's our internal way of getting certified. Um, did you have a question? Wayne? Uh, no, 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 that was fine. Oh, okay. uh, no, no okay. go ahead. Uh, uh, no, it's very interesting. You know, I kind of get lost in, in all the uh, uh, options, the, the, the options. Yeah. There's some, like yeah. I said before, there's something that seems like for everybody. And that's the great thing about this, uh, this uh, coaching initiative. 
Sure. Yeah. And then um, just really briefly, I'll go over our other options that we have. They're outside of the Air Force. We've got an OPM or Office of Personnel Management uh, program, which is called the Federal Internal Coach Training Program. Um, and that's offered to both civilians and military, uh, regardless of rank. So it's all ranks and grades. Um, and that training, that call for that training goes out annually. And there should be one coming up fairly, fairly soon within the next couple of months. Um, in addition to that, there's the Treasury Executive Institute, and that training is only for civilians, and it's GS, it's limited to GS 14s, 15s, and SESs. Mm-hmm. And then an, another option too, um, I, I feel like I should mention this, is that people can go and get certified on your own. And a good resource for that is the ICF website. They provide hundreds of listing of uh, accredited courses or trainings that one can attend. And I've also heard that um, some people have asked their leadership to support them by providing um, funding, uh, unit funding, so that they can also participate in the program. So that's another option out there. Um, But I guess one thing for sure is that no matter how one gets certified, um, coach training for sure and by far is definitely an awesome professional development opportunity. Wow, fantastic! Uh, thank you so much for that, Melissa. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, now, Lori, I understand uh, there's an online platform available for those pursuing a coaching role. Uh, what is it, and what kind of questions can it answer for those interested? For instance, as uh, Melissa just mentioned, uh, the credentialing involved. I would imagine that uh, is available on that platform. Is that correct? Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Great question. Actually, credentialing is done through the. Uh, International Coaching Federation that uh, Melissa mentioned, which is our ICF, uh, the global standard across, uh, uh, you know, all the coaching mm-hmm. um, environments. Uh, and what happens is with the CCFC that we talked about earlier, our Coaching Culture Facilitator course, and those that are wanting to become a coach, um, that curriculum is accredited and it does earn the student 80 hours towards their uh, credentialing. Uh, credentialing through ICF uh, is requires several steps. Um, but the eight hours that these students earn through the CCFC uh, definitely gives them a, a head start in that. Um, and they would become uh, credentialed after they provide uh, certain things uh, in terms of a recording and their um, hours of training and then 100 hours of coaching documented. And then, of course, there's an exam. Right. So uh, while the credentialing is not uh, given to them when they graduate from the CCFC, it does put them on the path if they choose to go on further with that. So that's where the credentialing comes in. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Very, very good. Now, uh, for all three of you now, uh, uh, I'd like to kind of go back in time a little bit if I can. Uh, and in the time we have remaining, which is uh, uh, being told here by about uh, about 11 and a half minutes to go here, uh, for Melissa, Lori, and Ken, all three of you, before we wrap things up, uh, could each of you briefly tell us how you found yourself involved with the world of coaching? Melissa, how about you first? Okay, thanks. Um well, gosh, I think really, if I think about it, um, coaching found me before I found coaching. <laughs> um, yeah, really, by, tra- by trade, I'm an educator, and I've always considered facilitation and a student-centric learning environment, um, as opposed to an instructor who sits at the podium and does all the talking. I've found that to be key to a student's success. And unbeknownst to me, really, the concepts of facilitation and active listening and encourage- encouraging the client's 
or in my case, um, the students to really just divine their own paths or self-discovery are really integral to coaching. Uh And so that's, that's kind of the background. But if we jump forward, when I came to the headquarters air force, um, this, the force development and integration division in 2019, I was really fortunate enough to be part of the early grassroots coaching culture effort. And so my colleague at the time, Chanel Johnson, and eventually Lori, along with myself, established the coaching culture working group um, that has, uh, you know, just expanded over the years. At one point, we had over 100 members, right. um, but we then we then decided to divide into smaller working groups or, or smaller teams to really tackle the different initiatives. Um, but to get back to the, the, the journey or my path, um, I was really fascinated by what I saw and what coaching can do. And so as I started to work with the different coaches or people who had coaching experiences, um, I was just amazed at how empowering coaching can be. And so that actually prompted me to get my own coach. And that's where, uh, you know, the, the deal was sealed that, that sealed the deal for me um, because that experience was truly life changing. Um, And, 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 you know, the theme throughout here is uh, empowering. It's, it was absolutely empowering. And so, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that made me realize that, um, you know, I had already had some of those tools necessary to become a coach. And I really wanted to help others really help themselves. So I myself enrolled in a coach training program to become a coach. And from there, I've never looked back. I, you know, I thoroughly love and enjoy coaching and really being witness to those kind of sort of aha moments that my clients get once they start digging deep and, and self-reflecting. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And, so that's and, my, that's my coaching journey. <laughs> and, 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 and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> yes. yes uh, Lori, yes. Lori, very briefly, how about you? Yeah. So um, like Melissa, uh, my coaching journey started before I even knew that it really started. So back in the 1990s, uh, early 1990s, um, I was a Myers-Briggs type indicator uh, facilitator. Um, and uh, I, I administered those, uh, we don't like to say personality um, sur- uh, surveys or, or you know, um, assessments, uh, but that's basically what it was at the time. And then I was also a team building facilitator. Uh, and I managed the, what we used to call total quality management, TQM. I managed the uh, building out there at Eglin Air Force Base by the, on the golf course. So I had a, a couple of years of that. And then I moved on throughout my career and we fast forward to almost 30 years, uh, big gulp there. Uh, and uh, it was um, actually by accident that, that, uh, that I was asked by Melissa uh, and Chanel Johnson at the time, hey, would you like to join us uh, to get this started? And uh, I said, sure, yeah, absolutely. And it was the best answer that I could have given, and it was the best outcome uh, to date. Um, my journey, uh, I've gone through training. I'm working on my uh, credentialing right now. Uh, I've made a lot of friends and connections and network through the coaching uh, community, uh, which is global. Um, and now my team is executing the coaching program for the Air Force. And so, uh, you know, I have to say that um, all the learning and everything that I, that happened 30 years ago has now come to fruition. And it's just been amazing ever since. And so many people have benefited from uh, the efforts of both you and Melissa. No doubt about that. Finally, Ken, uh, how about you from your OSI perspective uh, in the world of coaching? We have about uh, maybe about uh, six minutes to go. 
Okay, great. Yeah. And I'll, um, you know, it's just, it's really uh, exciting to hear uh, Melissa and Lori's background in this. And I think that our, the listeners will certainly benefit from it. Uh, for me personally, uh, I was, when I went to the senior NCO Academy in 2002, outside of, with an outside of OSI command uh, uh, position, that's where coaching was introduced to me as an instructor at the senior NCO Academy for a couple of years. Sure. And I realized there with my colleagues in Air University that this skill set can be uh, professionally and personally um, positive in a way that can be life-changing. Uh, I saw it that way. And then I utilized it too in, in other assignments, subsequent assignments. I was a chief at the time in the Air Force. I went to combat assignments within OSI. And then in 2003, when retired special agents and chiefs, uh, Marty Pitt and then Dave Priest brought coaching as a skill set into the command, into OSI, um, you know, we've wanted to continue to build on that. And then certainly as the Department of the Air Force and the vision that Melissa and Lori have had moving this forward, it's just great to be partners. And I'm looking forward to, we've got several people uh, now within the command that are, well, uh, many, they're just so excited about the ability that this brings toward mission execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a skill set and seeing people who reach success through their own efforts, realizing that they had they already had many of the answers themselves. They weren't sure. told how to do something. Yeah. They were able to figure it out because they had a coach next to them helping open up and clear the fog uh, along the way. So right. that they're right. they've got that, you know, they've got uh, buy in to very important areas for our nation. Uh, so that's that's why I'm excited about this. And uh, it's great to have partners uh, like Lori and Melissa. <laughs> we're moving far forward. And and uh, thanks to you as well, Wayne, because we want to continue these podcasts. Oh, no, no problem, Ken. Uh, and, 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 and like I think we've always uh, talked within OSI, within the command, that uh, uh, teamwork is a, is a very uh, 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 very tangible thing when it comes to just about anything we do. And, and I'm sure uh, teamwork in the, in the arena of coaching uh, is also one of those uh, uh, staples that we can really uh, hang our hats on. Our guests have been Ms. Melissa Pagar, Civilian Force Development Specialist at Headquarters Air Force, Ms. Lori Surgener, Chief for the Civilian Force Development Division, Headquarters Air Education and Training Command, and Mr. Ken Salinger, the Director of OSI Organizational Development. Thank you all again, folks, for taking the time to be with us. It was great to chat with all of you. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.